Welcome to the Grace City Tampa podcast. My name is Alex Damari. Me and my wife, Brianna, are the lead pastors. Our vision is to lead people into a life-transforming relationship with Jesus Christ. We pray that today's podcast will build you up, lift your faith, and encourage you in the journey. Here's the message. We'll turn in your Bibles to Ephesians 6.10. Ephesians 6.10. We're on week four of our sermon series, Take Your Stand. Turn to the person next to you and say, Take Your Stand. We're putting up a fight in defense and in offense, in the war waging all around us. And we're putting on the full armor of God to see the battles won for daily believers and for those who need the gospel. First week we talked about The belt of truth that secures all the other pieces of armor. This belt of truth is integrity. Saying what you do, doing what you say, doing the right thing, being a person of integrity. Week number two was the breastplate of righteousness. Week number three was the feet fitted with the gospel of peace. And today we're going to be talking about the shield of faith. So let's read Ephesians 6, 10 through 16. It says, finally... Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground And after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in its place, with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. I also want to read 1 John 5, 1 through 5. In the New Living Translation, it says this. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has become a child of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves his children too. We know we love God's children if we love God and obey his commands. Loving God means keeping his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. For every child of God defeats this evil world. What a promise. What a promise. He's already made a way. For every child of God defeats this evil world. We should say that to ourselves every single morning. We should wake up empowered by what God has already done. Every child of God defeats this evil world. And we achieve this victory through our faith. And who can win this battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Come on, let's take the next couple of minutes to unfold and talk about the shield of faith together. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. Thank you how it's speaking to us today. I pray it will change us, empower us, enable us to be all that you've called us to be. Inspire us today to keep running this race. Soften hearts, break down mindsets, Help us receive all that you want to say in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen, amen. amen. The title of my message today is Game Plan. Game Plan. Come on, we have to have a game plan when we're going into this war. 
And this piece of armor that we're talking about, the shield of faith, is one of my favorites. See, it's a turning point in the armor of God because now there's a tool put in our hands to use. It takes the armor from a place of preparation to a place of action. Do we see this today? It takes the armor from a place of preparation and guarding to now a place of action. Moving to Florida in January of 2021, Brianna and I really had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. We knew that we loved Florida from the little bit that we had seen of it. We knew that God had called us, that the leaders around us were confirming that. We knew that God was opening doors that were undeniable, and so we thought, man, we have to do it. We bought our house online before we had ever even seen it, saw some pictures on Zillow, put an offer on it, got the house. So we stepped out in faith, had no idea. It was about a month before we were moving down here and I started watching some YouTube videos just trying to learn about what the heck we were about to get ourselves into. And this realtor was talking all about the area, how it was growing, how it was expanding. And I got all excited. Like, of course God called us to one of the fastest growing cities in the nation. Like, this is the perfect time to start a church. But then she finished this this YouTube video talking about these little things called love bugs. And I had no idea. Being from Washington State, we have some bugs. But I had no idea when we rolled into Tampa, Florida that my life would be invaded by bugs. That my life would, I would breathe them in every morning and breathe them out, you know what I'm saying? Like this would be my life. When we showed up to our house, we were so excited until we saw all the dead cockroaches everywhere. Until cockroaches just started running around our houses. You know what I'm saying? Like we went out into the the yard and there were massive fire ant hills just all over our yard. Our kids were just getting covered in ants daily, right? I mean, our entire house had lines of ants. We live by a lake. And so our lanai every single morning was completely covered in bugs. And so we had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. You might say, that's probably not normal to have that many bugs inside of your house. I know it's not, so we tried to do something about it. We hired uh, a company, I'm not gonna say the name, but they have no idea what they're doing. Uh, And they came in and they're like, we got you, don't worry, we're gonna take care of you. And they walk over and they spray the front door. They do a couple sprays, they put a couple drops somewhere. They go out to the fire ant hill, they do a couple sprays, and they're like, you should be good now. And I was like, what, what did you even do? You know what I'm saying? Like, is that even poison or is that water in your little bucket right there? Like, what are you doing? And so I remember it was maybe a week later, like bugs just started coming out from everywhere. It did nothing. We had them come back, spray again. We paid way too much money for these people to come and absolutely do nothing. And we were at our end, and I remember talking about it at one point with a friend. And one of our friends, Dylan, about three months ago, came up to me after church and said, hey, my family owns an exterminating company, and I would love to come spray your house. And I'm like, anything, please. Like, come take away these bugs. And so he came to our house with this massive truck and a couple hundred gallon tank on the back of the truck. I'm like, now this is the real deal. You know what I'm saying? That other guy's walking around this pitiful little tank and a little sprayer like, I'm gonna take care of you. And then Dylan walks up with a truck with a couple hundred gallons of poison. I'm like ready for it. He's got this 300 foot hose that's pressurized and he begins to spray every square inch of my entire lot. Every tree, our lanai, all the windows, all the doors. I mean, my entire lot covered with this bug spray. You know what happened? Bugs weren't landing on my lanai anymore. What happened was inside my house, we didn't really have bugs anymore. And it took even a second spray and all of a sudden we're seeing all the bugs die all around us. Like he's doing it the old school way. And how many of you know the old school way oftentimes is the better way? 
So if you need a bug guy, I got you, okay? He comes to our church, sits right over here, usually second service. I got you. I'm going to take care of you. It's interesting, though. There was a difference in the approach of putting up defense at my house. See, the first company just tried to put a couple lines of defense and a little couple things inside to kill the bugs. But Dylan said, listen, I'm going to push them back away from your property line. They're not even going to come onto your property line because I'm going to completely cover your property with poison and keep the bugs at bay. See, instead of putting up my defense inside of my house or just at the main entrances, he put a full perimeter around the whole lot that kills them before they even get near. This technique and form of defense got me thinking how we as believers live in defense incorrectly all the time. We leave our defense at the baseline rather than creating a true barrier and defense against the attacks of the enemy, the world, and the flesh. We defend ourselves in the wrong way all the time. See, we as believers often think that we're backed into the corner, that the enemy has us surrounded on all sides, and that we're just doing the best for the rest of our lives just to survive until Jesus comes again. No, see, Ephesians says, in addition to, in addition to, so the armor that we've already put on, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, and the, the feet fitted with the readiness that comes with the gospel, that's the baseline defense. And now we're not just surviving with defense. No, now with the shield of faith, we have a defensive strategy. See, a tool that enables us to guard ourselves in the way that we need. If it's a flaming arrow that's coming our way, we're able to deflect that flaming arrow. We're able to use this tool to block the things. If there's a sword coming to pierce our armor, we can block it before it even gets near to the breastplate of righteousness. We've got to get the right game plan. Our military has a defensive strategy. It's called a, a defense line or a fortification line. It's a geographical, recognizable line of troops and vehicles fortified and set up to protect high-value locations or defend territories. In this strategy, they have first-line, second-line, even third-line defense. Why? Because they know that if you're backed into the corner, you're probably already losing. So they keep the battle line as far out as it can be. And this tool of faith for believers, our shield, is our second line, third line, fourth line of defense. It puts a barrier all around us that's able to stop the work of the enemy before it even gets started. Amen? Amen. Come on, it says, in addition to all of this, we take up the shield of faith, which can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Come on, we have to have faith. We have to grow in faith. We have to choose faith. But where do we start with this? How do we have that kind of faith that can be unshaken? The kind of faith that is our defense strategy. And the starting place of faith that I believe is found in 1 John chapter 5. And it says this. Everyone who believes, everyone say believes, believe. that Jesus is the Christ has become a child of God. Come on, just even the starting line, we can understand our belief in Jesus. We are called children of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves his children too. And we know that we know we love God's children if we love God and obey his commands. Loving God means keeping his commands, and his commands are not burdensome. For every child of God defeats this evil world. 
Every child. So everyone who believes that Jesus Christ has become a child of God and every child defeats the evil world. And we achieve this victory through our faith. And who can win this battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. So what is our faith? It's belief that Jesus is the Son of God. That's it. It's that easy. Our strategy of defense is the reassurance of our belief in Jesus Christ. Our strategy of defense is the reassurance of our belief in Jesus Christ. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the confidence of what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. Although you don't see Jesus around you, it's stepping out, having hope and confidence and assurance about what we don't see. Right. See, we believe, when we believe in Jesus, and when we love the Father and love his children too, and when we obey the commands of God, we defeat the enemies of our soul. Right. Come on, it's victory through faith. Victory through faith faith. Weekly, I try to spend some time with my boys and I'll bring them into their room. It's one of the carpeted rooms in our house. And I'll get down on all fours and I'm like, boys, it's time to wrestle. And they'll run at me and just try their best just to knock me over and tear me down and do everything they can, you know, to wrestle me. And so I'm rolling around pretending like I'm getting hurt, pretending like they're strong enough to actually do something, you know. I'm not naive to know that in a couple years they are going to be strong enough. So I'm going to like take the victory as I can, you know. But every time I'm on the ground and I'm wrestling with them, all of a sudden the girls run in. They're, they're uh, you know, uh, four and three right now. And they'll run in and they'll see me rolling on the ground and they just dogpile on top, you know? So it's just this big wrestling match. But imagine if I just came in and I wrestled and I fought like the world would fight. And I just came in, I'm like, guys, no rules. No touching of the hair and face and everything else goes. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you just, I'm just coming in with my kids and just throwing punches. Like, no way would I do that. Because I know how to fight in the right environments. No way would I inappropriately fight in a time when it wasn't meant to be that kind of fight. I think oftentimes we think we're using the right weapons, going at it the right way. Why? Because culture has told us so often that we need to do it this way. Battle looks like this. War looks like this. And you need to come out swinging. You need to come with anger. You need to come with defense. You need to stand your ground and say, I'm not going to back down and all these things. But we need to fight in the way that God fights rather than the way that the world fights. We don't fight like others fight. We don't fight the way that we see it in the movies. No, we have the most powerful weapon of all. We have love as our weapon. See, having faith in loving Jesus, having faith in loving the Father, having faith in loving the Father's children, having faith in loving the Father's command, we fight with love. This love starts with faith. Come on. What was the most powerful moment for God in all creation? The moment when he sent his only son to show us his love. Church, this weapon of loving God and loving people is stronger than anything the enemy can ever throw our way. Come on, we got to have the right game plan. We got to come at this the right way. Let's take one more look at an important piece of the shield of faith. I think in our comfortability, we desire to take the path of least resistance and we just kind of default onto faith. We, after confessing Jesus is Lord, maybe at one point in a service, You've raised your hand and said, I believe Jesus is Lord. And you just have enough faith to kind of believe in him. And you've arrived. And you go, man, I've arrived with enough faith. But something happens in the scripture that gives us an imperative step to utilize the shield of faith. 
Ephesians 6, 16. It says, in addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith. Take up the shield of faith. Turn to the person next to you and say, take up. That word take up in the original Greek is alamembano. It means to lift up and carry. Well, we think take up. We, we read that in the NIV. I'll like, oh, just take it up. Just pick it up. Okay, we're good. But the actual word means to lift up and carry. It sounds so simple, yet it's one of the most important parts of the shield of faith. See, you actually have to lift it up and carry it. You have to intentionally lift it up and carry it. We can't live off of the faith of yesterday. Rather, daily, we have to lift up and carry new faith for today. It's an intentional decision. Every day when I leave the house to drive into Tampa to go into the office, I grab my bag with my computer in it. Otherwise, I wouldn't have the tools that I need for the day to do the work I need to do. In the same way, daily when we wake up and we're putting on the armor of God, we have to say today, I'm going to take up and I'm going to carry faith. Today, I'm gonna pick up and I'm gonna carry faith. Jesus talked about it in Luke 9, 23, where he told the disciples, like, you wanna be my disciple? Daily, pick up your cross and follow me. Come on, it's a day. Daily, taking up and a carrying of faith. Every day is new faith. I'm not living off of the manna of yesterday. Uh, today I'm going to say, God, I got fresh faith. I got new faith and I'm going to carry it through the day. And tomorrow I'm going to pick up fresh faith for the day. And I'm going to walk in assurance of what you called me to do. This is our game plan. This is our victory through faith. We have to understand that we have to pick up this faith daily and live by it. Why? 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, we live by faith, not by sight. Ooh, I'm guilty of that. Waking up in the morning, getting a text from somebody, a negative text. Ooh, it's hard to live by faith when you get something negative in the morning. I mean, even, let's get real. Waking up in the morning, being tired. It's one of the moments we can be the most selfish. It's hard to live by faith when you're tired. Waking up in the morning, feeling lazy. Waking up in the morning, resting in the turmoil of yesterday. Had a fight with your spouse the night before. How do we wake up in the morning and pick up faith and carry it when we're in turmoil with our loved ones? Maybe you lost someone in your life and you're, you're doubting, you're, you're in the unknown season. And how do you wake up in the morning and pick up and carry faith? It's a choice. It's not something that happens naturally. I don't wake up every morning and boom, good morning, Holy Spirit. I got my faith on today, you know? And the same way I get dressed in the morning is the same way that I got to put on my armor. I got to take up and I got to carry my faith. Come on, it was by faith that Abel presented a pleasing offering to God. It was by faith that Enoch was taken to heaven. It was by faith that Noah built an ark. It was by faith that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob inherited the promise of generations and generations of children. It was by faith that Joseph stepped out to save a generation by God's wisdom. 
It was by faith that Moses freed the Israelites from captivity. It was by faith that Joshua crossed over the, over the Jordan and he went and saw the walls of Jericho fall. It was by faith that Rahab welcomed spies, by faith that Gideon sent worshipers in front, that Samson killed more with his death than with his life, that David killed Goliath, that Samuel stepped into his calling, that Daniel prayed and survived the lion's den. It was by faith that a virgin Mary took on what God had called her to do and gave birth to our Savior. Come on, every approach of every hero in the Bible was by faith. It was upon them. They took it up. They lifted it. They carried it. And they lived out every one of their days in faith. How could we not wake up in the morning and take up our faith? Hebrews eleven six. I love this says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists. Hello, 1 John 5. And that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Oh, man. We might fall short all the time. Might not do all the things that God has called us to. But God is rewarding those who earnestly seek him. If you just wake up in the morning and say, God, just, I just earnestly seek you. Even now, God, I earnestly seek you. You might get 0.1% better and closer to what God has for you. Now, you might not be able to tell your coworker about Jesus that day, but wake up tomorrow. Pick up your faith. Carry it. I'm going to earnestly seek you, God. Give me the confidence to speak. Maybe you get one word in. The next day, you get two words. The next day, you tell them about Jesus. I'm going to invite the band up. Come on, we have to have the correct game plan. Amen. Have the correct game plan. The best way to lift your faith is through your spiritual disciplines, through prayer, through the Word of God, through fasting, through generosity, through solitude, through faith, evangelism. You want to lift your faith? Stepping out, doing what God has called us to. I believe those are the baseline, those are the things that we should do every single day. And you can see it through the initial armor pieces. It's all about being who you were called to be, stepping into integrity, stepping into fighting with righteousness, right? Stepping into understanding the gospel of peace and standing your ground, standing firm with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. So we see this preparation taking place all throughout. The spiritual disciplines are the way in which we build our faith. But can I tell you that even as a pastor... There have been hard times for me when I didn't know how to even pick up my Bible. There was many moments where I would look at my Bible and I was in depression and I didn't know what it meant and how to open it up to read the words because I was so defeated. There have been times when I didn't even know the words to say to God. Have any of you been there before? I didn't know what to say. And in the hardest times of my life, and in the times that I've doubted God, can I tell you that I've always had incredible support around me that has held me and kept me engaged in taking up my faith? Every season. Every single season. Brianna, my wife of 10 years, has always stood right there and challenged me in my faith and told me to pick up my faith. She was the person that took me out of that depression and made me open up my Bible. 
my parents, or people that called me up in lifting my faith from a young age, reminding me that I was called to ministry, that I should pursue the ways of righteousness. Even in the, the moments in high school when I fell short, I remember the grace of my parents calling me up, telling me to pick up my faith and carry it. My brothers have been people who have challenged me in lifting my faith. Even my youngest brother who just moved here three weeks ago in a huge step of faith to come participate in all that God is doing here and start a new life here in Tampa. I'm encouraged and inspired by his faith. My mentors have been people that have challenged me in lifting my faith. My pastors in my life have been people who have challenged me in lifting my faith. Even professional counselors, even the people that I'm discipling or leading have challenged me in lifting my faith. There's something to do with this battle being arm in arm with other believers. There's something so powerful about this that we get to link up together and do this together. Hebrews 10, 24, I love this. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Do we see this today? We're meant to spur each other on, encouraging each other towards love and good deeds. This is what we're doing here today. You wonder why you're coming to church. This isn't for a moment of entertainment. This isn't for some okay coffee in the lobby. Hello. This moment is to spur each other on in faith towards all that God has for us. Something that you see in any kind of old school movie with the Roman soldiers there's always this moment where the Roman soldiers are getting ready for battle and they gather together with all of their shields and they make a blockade. That's legit history. That would have been how they were trained in that time to fight. That they have to create a wall together, standing arm in arm, linking together, ensuring that they can support each other in putting up defense. We are no different as believers. We're called to do this thing together. That's why we gather as a church. It's so imperative. That's why we gather in our city groups. It's so important. It's the encouraging of each other daily. It's the spurring on towards love and good deeds. Come on, it's the coming together, the linking up and saying, the enemy might try to come through, but we are taking a stand, arm in arm with other believers. Let's pick up our faith. Let's carry it together and fight the good fight keep the faith and finish the race. It's arm in arm. Oh, so many people do it alone though. It's just more convenient to do it alone because we don't want to express the hardship we're going through. It's easier to conceal the things that are going on in life because we don't want to let other people know that maybe we have a weak spot in our armor, that we forgot the breastplate of righteousness, that we didn't put on the feet fitted with gospel this morning, that we didn't put on the belt of integrity, right? No, church, come on, there's a call for all of us to take up and carry faith and stand arm in arm in this fight together. Amen? Would you stand to your feet? Come on, we gotta have the right game plan. We gotta have the right defensive strategy. We have to fight right. In conclusion, I wanna read Ephesians 6, 16 one last time. In addition to this, Take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish 
all the flaming arrows of the evil one. All the flaming arrows. All of them. It doesn't say, you can extinguish at least 50% of those that come your way. So today, like, take heart, you got 50% victory. It doesn't say like 99%, like there's 1% where the enemy can come in, get past your shield of faith. You got, you got 99% of faith. It says all. It's 100%. Every single attack the enemy throws your way can be extinguished. When we stand, we take up, and we carry our faith. When we believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, we will have victory through faith. Victory through Jesus Christ. Victory through the resurrection of the grave. Victory over the cross. Hello, church. All the flaming arrows. Every addiction. Every hardship. Every lost family member. Every moment of doubt. Every moment of fear. Every moment of anxiety. Every moment of temptation. All the flaming arrows. You might say, you don't know how heavy this storm is, Alex. It's like I got a rain cloud following me. You got to take up your faith and you got to carry it every day because every single flaming arrow, you know why? Because when you believe that Jesus is the son of God, you're not living in this world anymore. Your heart is set for eternity. So no matter what that happens, no matter who you lose, no matter the hardship, no matter the temptations, daily we stand we take up our faith we carry it and we press on to win the goal which is heavenward amen amen would you close your eyes and bow your heads across this room maybe there's somebody in here today you heard me read first john five talks about who are the children of god the ones who believe in jesus you know, it's interesting. So often we can generically just say like, everyone's a child of God. No, we are adopted into sonship through what Jesus did on the cross. We are adopted into being a child of God through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. So when you believe in Jesus, you are then brought in to be a child of God. You're made in his image no matter what. He loves you no matter what, but he's welcoming you into his family right now. So I'm gonna count to three, and if you're maybe someone in this room that would say, I've never accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and today I just wanna simply say, I do believe in what you're saying, Pastor. Or maybe you're someone who said, I've been wandering and, and walking away from God, and today I wanna rededicate my life and give it over to Jesus and never turn back again. I'm gonna count to three. If that's you, would you just raise your hand? One. Know that God loves you so much he sent his one and only son for you. Two, you don't need to wait till you have all the answers. This is just a step. This is the first step in saying, I believe that Jesus is who he says he is and he did what he said he did. Three, if that's you, would you raise your hand? Come on, I see your hand. Anybody else want to raise your hand? I see your hand, hallelujah. Anybody else want to declare Jesus as Lord? We'll leave a moment longer. Anybody else? beautiful. Well, come on, can we celebrate the two people that raised their hand in the room today? 
Welcome to the family. We're so proud of you and so grateful that you made this decision. I just encourage you and remind you, this is the first step. In a moment, we're about to pray a prayer. It's, we call it the sinner's prayer, and it's a, it's a moment of saying, you know what, I'm going to walk in what God has for me. I'm going to turn away from my past and, and my sin, and I'm going to live for Jesus all the days of my life. This is the confessing and believing. And so we're so excited for your first step, and we encourage you. You have many more steps to come, and God has a plan and a purpose for your life. Don't you ever forget it. Don't you ever forget it. Well, I just before we jump into this song, I just want to say to everyone in here, don't ever forget the victory is in Jesus. Don't ever forget all the arrows, all the flaming arrows are already extinguished by the power of the cross. You might find yourself in the unknown. So it means you have to stand that day, pick up your cross, take up your faith and carry it and say, I'm set on eternity. I don't care what's going on around me. I'm set on eternity. And so because we are set on eternity, come on, we can sing songs like I see you taking ground. Come on, we can sing songs like saying, I know you're the way maker. So right here, right now, would you just raise your hands as an act of surrender unto God, as a picking up of your faith, as a declaration of your life saying, Lord, I know you've already run, won the victory. And right here, right now, I set myself apart. Come on, let's declare it together. Thank you for listening to the Grace City Tampa podcast. Stay tuned for more weekly messages from our church. 